Chair have hit the button. So we're here. Well, we're Where's not all here. Well, the music doesn't have, oh, it doesn't happen until after, times. of course. It happens when you say something ridiculous and then we hit the button. Elephants. Cover it. All right. <laughs> the music. Wait, there's only two of us here. I know, I know. We're, we're alone. But thanks to the power of the internet, we are joined I'm from... Here. Here. Where, <laughs> where in the world are you, Julie? I am in Split, in Croatia. Wow. Wow. Uh, and what are you doing there? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm working. I'm doing, currently recording a podcast with my two esteemed colleagues. Are you doing working from Airbnb? I am working from Airbnb Perfect. Uh, for approximately three weeks and then I'm going to be holidaying for two. What a great idea. It is a, I mean, I think that it's been a bit of an experiment, but I have to say, I think it's been quite a, a successful one because... We're all going to be doing is, it. Well, everyone head, everyone's heading to the beach at lunchtime. It's, uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's been good. Well, we've, been, we've had uh, water leaking into the office because of the rain... We've had a broken boiler. It's been great here too, and we're missing you. Well, I'm missing you, and you know, and also, you know, well, just that's Chris's reason to live. Obviously, his broken boilers and leaks. Nothing, nothing yeah, makes him happier than some brand architecture. Yeah, either brand architecture problems, some naming problems, and then radiators needing bleeded, bled, <laughs> bleeded, bled. That's <laughs> there. So yeah, so that's the thing. I think this people is going to be pretty dull. Don't care because I think we're missing Julie. I think Julie's the spark that brings the fire to the pre-pod. Press the button. All right, we're going. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Roundup. The Good Roundup is brought to you by Good, a brand consultancy based in the United Kingdom in Glasgow and London. Coming in your ears this week. <laughs> I'm just trying to spice up because yeah. the pod was so bad. It's not really working, it's but me. I'm going to go for it. So today it's me, uh, your host for this afternoon's podcast, Stuart Steele. Hello. Hi, Stuart. Hi. Uh, and I'm joined as ever by Mr. Chris Lundston mm-hmm. and our foreign correspondent, Ms. Julie Murdoch. Hello. <laughs> hello, I'm hello. Intuition, but I don't know how. That's okay. That's sausage, right. egg, and that. chips. Yeah. So that's what sausage, egg, and chips? That's what you say when you go to a restaurant in Croatia. <laughs> Okay. See, this is this is why we need the break. I should play the music now. Oh, no, yeah, done. <laughs> that's done. It's that done, done yeah. uh, right, so, so, what are we, we talking about today, Stuart? What today, are we about today, well, we are talking about something that Stuart wrote. Something that I wrote. Uh, I wrote it on the 29th of uh, September, 1922. So, 1922. 1922. <laughs> it's, it's been a long month. So, this um, is part of a series that we've been writing about. We write about values. We write about vision, and then. The bit that's missing is the mission. In and what is the mission? What is this form? The pyramid? Well, yeah, I mean the plot. Yeah, the pyramid. I guess. I mean, it, it, it's three tiers of a brand, and we start off with vision. The vision is your aspiration should be slightly out of reach. At the bottom, there's the values, which is how you act day to day. And interestingly, it's kind of interesting even how we approached it because everybody loves a vision. It doesn't mm, love a vision. Yeah, I love a vision. And then the challenge is. Uh, you've got the you've got the values, and everybody loves the values because it's what you are. You know, you know what we are. We are innovative tech. The we, characters, yeah, aren't that's Char- it. And so people, you know, and you can't really get. It's interesting because the values are always some because you go, yeah, that is us. You can mm-hmm. see the values. That's, and the bastard stepchild in the middle is the mission. 
It's the poor relation, it isn't is, it? It is a little bit, and I've, I, I feel quite sorry for the mission because the mission is what guides you on a kind of on a, on a month-to-month basis because that connects the the aspirational. We are going to solve world hunger, and you know, if you're looking at the big yeah. vision, you know, we're going to solve what you know. That's an aspirational vision, probably out of reach, but that's what you're going to. And then underneath, you you could then just have values, which then kind of go, you know, we're going to do this with integrity and you know, not and be nice to people and everyone else. But what you miss in the middle is the mission, which is like, well, how are we going to do it? So, yeah, so you are you saying, so it's a bit of a poor relation, but desperately needed, is you it? Can't have, you I mean, imagine, if you will, having a sandwich with just two pieces of bread. It's not a sandwich, is it? No. No, it's not. It's just two pieces of bread. So what makes it, thank you, Julie. That's a fantastic metaphor. So, thank you very much. So what makes it a sandwich is the bit in the middle, and that's what makes it a brand. You need that bit in the middle, because it's easy to put a slice of bread there and a slice of bread there, but if you don't have the bit in the middle, it's, not, it's just two pieces of bread. It's not, it's not, it's not a sandwich. I like how you talk about the mission as the connective tissue between the vision and the values. Yep. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I, it just that, it, you know, you can't come into your job every day and say, today I'm solving world hunger. You can't do it because it will tire you out. It will exhaust you. You can't then go down to your values going, today I'm going to solve world hunger with integrity. Humility. Innovation. That's not how you're going to do it. You need that bit in the middle. Of the, it connects so is it, the does it, is it a description of what you do? It can be the way, and I've seen some of it do it. For me, it describes how you're going to achieve your vision in a way that's not going into too detail. The problem with missions, why are they hard, is that suddenly you start writing two paragraphs and you start going, we are going to be, so for example, for us, we are going to brand industries who do tech, tech stuff, B2B, whiskey. I mean, you start kind of turning it into this catch-all that everybody knows when it's not that. It is like any kind of brand. It is a guiding principle. It is the kind of guide. It's not. This will not replace the About Us page on your website. Yeah. It's not that. It's a kind of condensed version of, of top line, what we are going to do on a very top line basis that everybody can understand. And this is how we're going to become, mm. uh, this is how we're going to try and achieve our vision. Yeah, you use time. a phrase in the article, which is, um, it's the organizing thought that oh, pulls the vision and the that. values together. I, probably stole I think that's that quite a nice. I probably stole that. Yeah, probably, probably, but it's quite a nice uh, description of the role that it plays. Yeah, and it is, I think it's the hardest thing of all. I think it's the hardest thing to kind of sit down. So we, Darren and I are, I've just pulled together some thoughts after doing a brand workshop. Darren and I are sitting together with a client. And the thing that's actually vision, piece of piss. No bother, we can do that. Values, dead easy. They're everywhere in the organization, but very lucky. The mission is the thing that people start looking at and going, well, I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's that. I don't think we do this. That's the thing that's actually the hardest bit to try and pull together and get cohesive around. Julie? Do you think, sorry, this is quite tricky because I can't see Chris know, talking, so I, I don't know when you two are going to fit. It's fine. Do you think that because of that, like you said, because it is quite complicated, it's difficult to get right. Do we see, because one thing, I think when we talk, we might have talked about this when we were talking about the vision, previously about it becoming a bit of a people-pleasing exercise. I think from our experience, I would say you probably even see more of that when it comes to the mission because it is a little bit more practical rather than visionary. It's more the kind of how are we going to do this that, like you say, that layer upon layer of, well, but this, we do this and we do that. And it, before you know, it becomes this kind of behemoth of, like you yeah. say, two paragraphs yeah. so that a number of different departments within the organization or stakeholders or leaders or whatever can, you know, check that box. And it becomes a bit of kind of something and nothing because it's a, um, you know, a combined mishmash of everyone's input. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think what happens also is, and again, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Nobody's trying to do it to make it more complicated, but they're they're trying to reflect every part of the organization in the mission. Like, so 
we will sell, right? There's the sales people and we will sell. Uh, innovative, right? That's the innovative products, right? That's the product team in there through confident and the, the, the thing, okay, that's the sales team and that's the marketing team in there. Suddenly what you've got to do is do that and it becomes very, it, it says nothing apart from going, well, look, we've, we've listened to you all and now here, here you all are and it doesn't work like that. It's not so much harder than that. It's just, you've kind of got to be disciplined in it. And again, if that's a key word, the good it's discipline. It's a sacrifice thing again, yeah. isn't it? It's a sacrifice yeah. thing again as well. And also it's an understanding, as, and Julie, it's a story that you like to recount. It's the old, uh, was it the president going around NASA and there's... The, he sees the janitor. Water, and what yeah, do you what do, do here? Yeah. Working to, and he's working to put a man on the moon. Yeah, well, he's mm-hmm. sweeping the, the floor, you know, and I think that's the kind of thing. So that he's he's working, he understands his place. He doesn't need to be mentioned in the mission, mm-hmm. you know. So it's interesting you say that because I was going to, you know, there are two things for me. that one of, the, one of the things about it is I think that gets confused or, or challenged is it sounds very like a vision. And people say it the yeah. other way around. They say mission, vision, values. And, and it's used interchangeably, which creates yes. dissonance, if you like. But there's also the other part of it, which is, I think it's the point you just mentioned, which is language and the way that these things can be written really bad in a really sterile way. And that doesn't help either. So what's your view on that, the issue about you know vision and mission and getting, getting mixed up? You can't do it. It's definition. And I think that's when any time we start a brand workshop, it doesn't really, I mean, you could, you could even, I'm going to be sick in my mouth a wee bit, but you can even call it purpose, excuse mm. me, but you can even call it purpose if you want to. I don't, we don't decided, really, yes, we so, don't really care. So to interrupt you while you're answering my first question, here's another one. So um, we build these into pyramids yes. because for us over the years, we've honed this to, to understand that these three parts are crucial for us in expressing a brand. But we're not saying it's the only way, right? No, it's, no, it's, no, no. Yeah. No, I, so you can call them what you want, but as long as you tick those boxes. I think as long as... Because I agree. I, I don't think it matters whether you call it a vision, mission, you know, purpose, whatever. But as long as you're clear in terms of what those definitions are and what role it plays in helping, like you say, to articulate the brand. And yeah, whether it's a pyramid, whether it's a circle, yeah. whatever it is, you know, just... But I think that, and that I know we've talked about this before, but I think true to our values, we've distilled it to something that is very simple and it's easy for our clients to get their head around and it's easy for their team to get their head around. I think so often we see with clients, they, and I would say probably drinks and whiskey brands are the worst, where you have these overly complicated, you know, layer upon layer of mm. intrinsics and mm. extrinsics and behaviours and values. And, you know, you can't, you can't put a knife between any of it and it just becomes a yeah. sea of... Nothingness. Sorry, it's our iterative process over the the years has created honed this to something that's really simple to grasp. Yeah, and and I think that the other side of it is sometimes, and especially you see this with kind of startups because it's very insular and it's them. It's suddenly what the the vision and the mission, and especially mission, become goals. Yes. So we will. You said that today. We will become the world's leading XXX. And the mission is we will sell the best products. What is it? That's the vision about we will become the world's leading is is a goal. Mm -hmm. That's not a vision. And and then what happens is if you start off with the vision, then what the mission then becomes, how are you going to reach that goal? And first of all, that, that provides guidance for the business to kind of go, this is what we aspire to be, but it's not a vision. It's not visionary. Nobody's waking up to be. So it's not. Anything. It's not particularly rich. No. It's or kind deep. Of, yeah. yeah. And, and it, so, and then it's like we're going to sell better boxes. It's than functional. Else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing, and again, we're working on a brand just now where their vision is not necessarily unique. I think that's another thing. Where yeah. So the vision might not be 
particularly unique, the mission about how you achieve that vision can be unique, or, or right. maybe not unique, but certainly help differentiate you between reaching right. that. Right. So what you're saying is you can play around with these the controls, oh, yeah, turn up yeah, the volume, turn, turn, yeah. to get something that's ownable and the com the business feels comfortable yeah, with. They, when you look at it, go, that's us. That mm -hmm. can't be anybody else because there's a lot of them where you kind of go. Uh, right, we're going to have this and we're going to have that and everything else and it doesn't really work because it's bland. And I think as well that thinking about how we use assets like this and these kind of foundations to build out things like content strategies, you know, if you've got if you've got a vision of to be, you know, number one in the world, well, what does that, what does that mean? What do you talk about then? Do you know what I mean? What, what do you stand for? What is, the, you know, whereas take hours of um, making brands and branding better understood, respected, and valued. That gives you quite a clear, straight away, you can kind of understand and, you know, think about the sort of what that means in terms of educational content or helpful content or things that we want to talk about and things we want to put out there that kind of underpin that pos our position on that. Whereas something more sterile and less ownable arguably doesn't do that same job. And, yeah. that, and that vision, and that vision has then, you know, leads into the mission of we develop effective creative strategies to solve complex brand problems and help build long-term value uh, for clients. And this podcast, the reason that we are all sitting in various rooms with kit here that we've bought to make life uh, easier to record in is an extension of that vision mm. and mission it, it links directly to that and to explain how you know we, we're we're trying to, we're trying to yeah. explain complex brand problems yeah. in a way that can be understood and maybe a bit valued and i think that's important and it gives us an attitude a point of view yeah and that's another thing that combined all three of them should be together it should all be you should get the sense of the point of view of the organization yes. rather than just right we're here well i think to be fair that's one of the greatest compliments i think well you know driven by you Stuart, is that we we practice what we preach with this stuff is that we do it ourselves we do it for ourselves too yeah. we believe in it and we we run this pyramid for ourselves and you know the, the 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 vision our vision which we've talked about about you know making brands understood valued and respect um i'm very keen that that becomes something that's visible yeah in our working environment yeah. what's your view on that Stuart, in terms of these things being customer facing or not because a lot of clients think that you plaster it on the website yeah. and that's the job done. Where are you in that? Well, like any brand, any brand is a guiding light. And so what you've got to do is make sure that what you're what you're putting out there, you can see where it's been influenced between your vision, mission and values. It doesn't need to say the same thing, but you should all understand the source of where it's come from. It should all feel true. It should mm -hmm. all feel true to that, to the, the brand pyramid circle, uh, omnihedron, if you want to, whatever <laughs> it's going to be. But it's all got to feel true from that. So, I mean, for example, we don't have our vision, mission, values on the well, site. Yeah, I, I don't think they should be necessarily no, customer-facing. No, because but, but what it's got to be, because again, what happens is, because right, well, we'll put that on that page, boom, we've done it. The, the challenge is making that living it everywhere. everywhere. It, it's just not a stamp. It's not, this is where sometimes the word brand, you know, it's the mark in the back of the cow's arse. While it's being branded, sometimes the brand feels like that. We'll go, well, if you go to our about page, you'll get an idea of the brand. No, if you go to the website, if you go to the home page, if you go to the office. every single page, you should get an idea of the brand. It, it doesn't live on one thing and the job's done. So, yes. And that's where the work begins. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's kind of like it's where getting, the work starts. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting everything together is hard and getting everybody behind it's hard, but then rolling it out in a way that's not repetitive, that's not boring but it's at least it's consistent with the overall approaches that's what's that's what's hard that's discipline yeah i agree it looks it should look easy and yeah. effortless yeah but behind it lies quite a lot of craft and rewriting and writing and rewriting to make it simple really yeah i think that's a, a key point yep and it's 
the same thing as clients go, right, so what, what's the outcome in this? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? How are you going to know this works? And that all goes back to the mission of kind of going effective creative strategies because at the end of the day, if we create effective creative strategies, then clients will respect brand more. Yeah. It all feeds off each other. And the way that we do that is, you know, being simple, honesty, and with a bit of love yep. here and there. I think just, and you touched on it earlier, Chris, about the point about these things sometimes becoming or feeling overly sterile with the kind of the language. And I suppose that's where the crafting of it comes in, doesn't it? So it feels like you. But I think on the flip side, we've also seen lots of examples of these where there's overly flowery language where what you end up with is, again, just it's a bit like the kind of Buzz Lightyear of the vision, isn't it? Where it's just like a, a bit of what kind of word soup that, you know, sounds in theory great, but actually doesn't doesn't mean anything. So I think it's that balance between something that's kind of quite practical and something that also feels... You know, mm. I mean, well, I, I was going to extend to Jules's point is that quite often, I mean, very rarely do we do these things from scratch. Quite often our, our clients bring us in and there's, there's something there. Um, sometimes it can be short and sharp and on the money, but... Quite often, it's as Jules described it. It can be overly flowery and over, and, and as you said as well, it's just you know everyone's ticked the box and everything's been mentioned, but it's just a word soup. What's the process there, Stuart, with clients? Do we say to them, "Look, it's like you know, out with the old and in with the new," or is there a halfway house? No, I th- we don't create anything new. Any time we've done of course this, we do. no, 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 we don't. We don't. <laughs> we sit there and we, you know this is all part of our responsible branding thing. We sit there and listen to the people who work in the organisation. To do it day by day, it's the kind of it, the challenge with this kind of stuff. A lot of ways is that it's like asking somebody, "Can you explain to me how you breathe?" And they go, "What do you mean?" You go, "Well, how how do you breathe?" And you go, well, "And through the nose." And then what what happens in here? They instinctively do it, and then when you try to explain the process of breathing, it becomes a bit hard and a bit difficult because you're just instinctively living the brand every day. So what we end up doing is just talking to people about what do you like, what do you not like, why did you start this, what's the founding story, why did you do it, and it's all there. Mm-hmm. it's all there and it's like going, what's hard what what do your customer and again this this has got to be easily interpreted for customers at some point so it's got to start off reasonably simple so you can expand it and stretch it and use it for sales and everything else so it's a team sport you mm-hmm. kind of sit there with everybody and go right tell us about this what, what do you like about the brand so far what's what's the thing what, what's the bit of copy you like what do you not like what's the future where's the you know, this brand strategy is business strategy i mean Normally, we are getting businesses ready for the next stage in their development. And so you're just, it's all, it all comes from when we never create anything new. What we do is distill it. We find right. the nub. We find what's already there and take it, get rid of all Re-articulate the noise, it. get rid of all the problems that people are keeping them up at night on a day-to-day basis, up at night on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> and, um, and, and just say, look, this is, this is who you are. We feed back. And the, the, best, the best thing I get out of my job is the moment when I'm, so, for example, we've just done a three-hour brand workshop, which is reasonably short for us. It's come back into 50 pages of transcripts. I've then put it down to 4,000 words of things that are interested, and then I've reduced that to six places of where the mm. challenges are. Mm. That's And that's that takes it. an objective eye, doesn't you, it? Yeah. An experienced objective yeah, eye. Yeah, because, you know, the, there's a lot, and the, the one that we're working on just now, there's a lot of, this is what we're doing. I'm going, but what does that mean? Does anyone care? Yeah. Does, does anyone, I know you guys care. But does anyone care? Does, is that how you sell things? Do, is that what you bring up when you start to sell stuff? No, we do this. So I don't. I think it's it, you do need to have an objective. Somebody needs to come in and challenge it. That's what we do, and then just distill it. But we don't create anything new. We just play okay. back tighter. Yeah, tighter. Yeah, that's interesting. And what what about? Um, sorry, Jules. I'm, I can't see you, so I'm just cracking on here. Um, what? what <laughs> 
<laughs> what about how often this stuff gets evolved or changed or polished? Because quite often, you know, you think this stuff's set in stone and can it change? Should it change? Again, so, I mean, I think the challenge is if you get it done right, you shouldn't need to change it. It'll always change. Five, you know, you, you might decide to go into X and Y. There's sometimes a fear that goes, in five years' time, we might be wanting to do this. And what happens is the tendency is, okay, we'll make the vision. We'll make, we'll make, especially that's where mission comes down because you're always going to have a vision. You're always going to have your values. But the mission that goes, oh, let's, uh, we might be getting into software. I'm going, right, well. Do you call that mission creep? I just call that bollocks. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going, well, does that, is the fact you're going, what will the software enable? What will it do? What's the value in the software? And that value you're probably already doing. It's just another extension of that. Because if you don't have that in your kind of way of working just now, like... Right, so what you're saying is this isn't something that gets evolved every, I don't, I don't, every 12, I don't, 18 months. It's, no, it's no, much I, more settled than you that. Can, I mean, as we've seen, you brooms got come in and they've got to sweep. And then what you're then doing is then forcing change where change is not required, but somebody feels they've got to put their mark on it. And that's interesting because what happens is we will come in and probably not change a lot. We might then change the order of the words. And maybe say, look, maybe given the thing here, you're there, but the essence is always the same. But they're the foundations yeah. upon which all the creative work is built. Yeah. Again, something we've touched on before about where where the responsibility for brand lives, and if it's not, you know, brand brand strategy is business strategy, brand strategy is not marketing strategy. So, yep. you know, I think if you've got that brand and its role and the importance of it living at that kind of leadership C-suite level, yep. then yep. it shouldn't evolve and change every time there's a new. CMO or brand director or, or whatever, there should be, you know, the kind of buy-in across the business at that top level makes these things easier. When we're kind of got, when I've pulled all my things together and I say, like, we're going to explore this area and that area and, area, and that gets sent over to, to Daz, who I normally work with, to kind of create that thing. From it, yeah. yeah. The mission is the thing that's always the hardest, always the hardest, because it is the one that is going to guide you in a kind of the business and on how you're doing things a lot and that's always the kind of thing well can we dial that up or dial that down because nobody disagrees with a vision because that's what the company does and you can go there nobody disagrees with values because they're usually inherent but the mission is always the one that's people go mm, i don't know i don't i we're I, missing what we're missing is we're, yeah uh -huh. we're, we're not talking about designers sometimes that's what it is you know we're, we're just we're not talking about this and we're not talking about that and sometimes you can put what's in a mission as a value because, you know, we believe in sustainable solutions that well. Well, that's not necessarily a mission. That should be driven from your values. Yeah, there's which you can say in a different yeah, way. Yeah, there's nuance there. So it's actually, uh -huh. there's always a bit of a new, but, but again, trends come into this. So obviously sustainability quite rightly is front of mind for a lot of businesses. So they feel it should be their mission. It's not that. Their mission is product and what how the product will help the mission. Sustainability is important, but it should be a value. It's something that shouldn't just live this okay. is why they're all very important. Well, I was going to, I was going to ask you. I, I, maybe we're near the end, but you know, some people will listen to this and go, "What a lot of shite!" I mean, it's just uh, a lot of kind of esoteric, abstract nonsense. What would you say to people that say, "Look, a brand, you don't need this for a brand. Can a brand exist without one of yeah, these?" Yeah, of course things? it can. Um, What's the what? What would happen? Um, you, you, it's when you start to grow. I mean, that's fine when you've got the founder and you can sit there and go, "Right, right, we're all in a room." Because that sense of leadership comes from one person that you can see and, you know, there's pros and cons to that. And sometimes that kind of founder mentality is very, is very compelling and everybody wants to be led. The challenge is as you get bigger, as you expand, that dissipates. Founder that, leaves or dies. Yeah, uh -huh. or, or, you know, and then because, well, what is it? And then you lose that essence. And there, basically, the brand is, and I don't like... I, I, 
say it, say it. I don't, I don't like the term brand story because I think it infantilizes. Yes, thank you. But, but at the same time, what you're trying to tell is a story that people can share. That's mm. what the brand is, and that can go internally and that can go externally. Yeah. But we're breaking it into three component parts rather than once upon a time and into just protagonists and everything else. It's a story about the organization that you can then take and then interpret as many stories are done to the right audience at the right time. And so that's why you need it. And that's why it kind of gets, and ironically, and the, the ethereal vision, mission, values, bullshit, I get, I understand why people get the dry bulk on it because it does, but at the same time, the vision, mission, and values is why actually you're buying shoes from Nike. It's why you're buying computers from Apple. It's all the stuff that goes around it. Julie Murdoch, please. I was just going to thinking when you were talking about Chris's question about what's the what 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 happens if you don't have it? Is it just a lot of shite? And we had the a meeting that we had the other week with a it was a beauty client and they didn't like to your point, sure they didn't have you know they didn't have an origin story, they didn't have a founder story, they also didn't have a vision, clear vision, mission, values. Um, they had kind of just evolved out of a product that had been created. I don't even really know what by who. There was nothing, nothing anyway. If there had, there was clearly a founder at some point, but wasn't part of the business. And basically everything over the period, over the course of about three years, had just. They'd gone from being sort of some enjoying some early success because of a quite innovative for the category at the time product, but their product development then went way off track and they ended up with this really disparate, slightly confused product range. Um, their marketing and content was all over the shop. These are things that they'd recognized, not that we had to point out to them, but you could see it was glaringly obvious. They, you know, and they, there was no consistency in terms of whether it was graphically, whether it was their language and their tone of voice all through their content. It was none of it was really being huge. None of it was really hugely effective. They didn't know what it was doing for them because it was a very much kind of shotgun approach. And they did because they didn't have those foundations clearly laid out and they didn't have that as a kind of anchor every aspect of the business from product development to you know packaging development to marketing and content just all felt just loose you know loose yeah so anyway i think yeah it's a good point and 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 who came in and ate their lunch brands with a firm story, who yeah. understand who yeah. they are, and then went, you know what, we're having a bit of that, and we've got all the stuff already. Yeah, we're already, we're already set we're up. We're good to go. We know how to flex into this space that they're, we're going to steal it, we're going to tell the story that's been based in 50 years of telling stories, and we've got it. And that's a great demonstration of why brand is important to business. <sighs> no half. Anyway, I'm, th- I'm done, I'm tired. I enjoyed this discussion well, about mission, know, actually, because well, it is, I've always, of them all, it's the one I've struggled with the most. I love it. I'm glad that you are so engaged with it. Well, I love it. I just get, you just get into it and Daz and I have good chats and then you go back to the clients Mm. and we can do this and we can do that. Who are you? The thinking is good. The thinking is good. Who are you? Who are you? I believe it's making our thinking sharper and better. Well, that's, that's, listen, if you can't get up in the morning and have sharper thinking and better thinking, you just may as well go back to bed. Or Croatia. Or go to Croatia, yeah. Well, and I've been getting up in the morning having a very good almond croissant from the cookie lab around the corner. So, you know, if you can't have that, life's poorer for you. Thanks, Jules. Right. Hurry back, won't you? Yeah, hurry back. Can't wait to see you, Jules. Nice to see you. Right. That was good. Thanks, guys. All the best. Bye-bye.